Welcome to the Irish NFL show and welcome to our week 10 preview show. Hard to believe we're now in double digits. The Rams and Dolphins both on buys this week and the teams with the best record in their two respective conferences, the Chiefs and the Eagles, also on a buy, giving a chance to their rivals in each conference to make up some ground. The Patriots take on the Colts in Frankfurt. That game is live from half two at Buskers on the ball in Dublin's Temple Bar this Sunday. Buskers will be screening Niners at Jags from 6 p.m. Lines at Chargers from 9 and Red Zone, of course, all night long. I'm just reminded that there's free finger food for group bookings of five or more for Buskers for NFL games. The Bears host the Titans in a game with serious implications for draft order, if nothing else, in just a few hours' time. Brian and Andrew Morgan preview that game in our Thursday night football podcast. Now, our first section of game previews and picks tonight is brought to you by RuPoint, demonstrating the value of global PR and comms. You can see how RuPoint can help your business at RuPoint.com. And it is to Frankfurt we go for the first of our previews column. The Patriots are the nominal home team against the Colts in what is now the last game of what's been a really successful, another really successful uh, international series of NFL games. Um, it's a long time since the Colts could have gone to play New England with such confidence. And certainly they have some scores to settle from back in the Peyton Manning days. Um, do you reckon that this is one where they'll uh, they'll start to write some of the some of the blood in that ledger? Uh, well, I, I suppose that I was um, I was thinking of uh, this week's games in terms of '90s throwback songs, and I think for for this one, Connor, it's uh, Justine Enrique's "Do You Miss Me," and uh, for for the Colts, that's probably to this year and Anthony Richards set. Uh, but for the Patriots, obviously, uh, we've got to go back. Um, it. It hasn't worked in the post-Brady uh, era, and now Josh McDaniels has lost his job uh, as well. Uh, the more time that goes by, the more of a genius Tom Brady looks, and the more uh, of the sheen that comes off everybody else. And, uh, you know, they certainly, um, it's some sort of kind of, Oscar Wilde picture of Dorian Gray type thing that is uh, going on there. Um, yeah, it, like, look, the Patriots, because of Belichick, will always be competitive on defense. Um, but to, to me, it was, look, if this game was in New England, I think they'd be, it'd be better for them. I think the actually having it in Frankfurt, even, even though um, we saw last week when we were there, there was more like a, a home game for the Chiefs. I think the Patriots fans will show up. Uh, but I think the Colts have shown that they can score points. The Colts' issues are on defense this year, um, not on offense, even though they were without Anthony Richardson. I just don't think the Patriots are going to be able to to score enough points uh, to keep up with the the Colts. And for that reason, I'm going to say the Colts to win a tight one. Uh, I'm going Colts here as well, Brian. Um, interested to hear your views, though. I mean, I'm thinking, even in last week's game, Ramondre Stevenson broke off a big run. And honest to God, it's the first time in a long time I can actually remember anyone on the Patriots offense doing anything explosive. There's just so little happening there. As Colm said, they're more than equipped to hold most teams, and they've been more than a match for even the best offenses that they've faced. But they're not putting up points at all, and that's just a recipe for disaster. No, and everybody was raving about that performance offensively against the Patriots, I'm sorry, against the Bills a couple of weeks ago in the home game, which they shocked the Bills. But we spoke on Tuesday night about the 
the offseason, you could say that this Bills defense, so maybe it's not as uh, precious as it was a couple of weeks ago. And there's a reflect on the other performances since. This is this is a, a big rivalry, you know. Like you think, you know, the Manning, the Brady, you know, the old days. These were great games in the past, and you know, AFC Championship games. The two teams have gone so different in so many ways, gone very different directions. I think you know, I'm going to go against Colin in the sense of I think this actually might be a blessing for them to play this game in in uh, in Germany because the pressure has been mounting on the Patriots at home, in particular <clears throat> with the local media. I know it's sort of reflective where the game's been played, but he, there's even a suggestion this week if you were to lose, Belichick could potentially lose his job, which I just think is absolutely. But it's covered. And there was like, you, you look at it and you go, that makes no sense. And you go, that's clearly gone from it, come from a beat writer who's not linked to the pace whatsoever. And it's one of their beat writers at the forefront of everything they do these days. So like, you wonder where they, where the story's coming from. I, I guess so, I have the Patriots in this game. I think being in Germany, having time away, to get away from the pressure that's in New England, obviously the disgruntlement within the fans. I think it might be give them a bit of energy, a bit of life, and I don't trust that call's defense. And it was Mac Jones is having a struggle of the season. I think he could potentially, if he gets players going in the right direction. And Stevenson, maybe that's the spark last week that they need to get him going. So I'm going to lean, lean Patriots. I'm not confident about it. I think it'd be a tight game. Just, just think Patriots sneak it. Uh, Browns Ravens column in the early window is is clearly the the standout game. Like this is this is a proper bloodbath. It's a real AFC North scrap. Um, it's strength on strength, at least partially, in that you've got the, the the Ravens offense, which is really humming right now, which looks like it's it's a match for anything that they've come up against. Up against that ferocious Browns defense offensively, Watson, to give him his credit, looked a bit cleaner last week. They they do seem like they've got a little bit of a connection, at least with Amari Cooper, which is something to be to be thankful for from a Browns perspective. But are the Browns equipped to take on this red hot Ravens team who put down statement wins against the Lions and against the Seahawks in recent weeks and made contenders look like pretenders? I don't think so, Connor, uh, because for me, uh, they, I have Lamar Jackson as my MVP frontrunner currently and uh, i know there are lots of thoughts and opinions and there's the back half of the season to go and it could look very different um but montel jordan sang this is how we do it and my goodness is lamar jackson showing this is how to play quarterback in the nfl uh he could beat you every which way the ravens could beat you every which way and while the browns defense is humming and has been spectacular some of the time that has been down to Miles Garrett and his absolute freakish ability. And they have not looked the same outside of Cleveland. Now they've got to go into Baltimore. I don't, I think this will be a very hard, hard fought game, but I think the Ravens defense has been incredible. And it's funny because people have, um, you know, when I was talking about the Myers MVP, people have pointed out uh, Jalen Hurts stats in terms of passing yards and stuff are better. And, I, I have a big fan of anyone who watches this show for probably 10 minutes when they are the conductor of the Jalen Hurts hype trade. But Lamar hasn't had to pass in that way. They, they've been able to ease uh, uh, ease up because they've been just so dominant. And I do not think, again, that the, like, similar to the last game, in terms of, I don't think the Patriots have the, the weapons. I don't think the Browns have the weapons to keep up with the Ravens here. Um, I, I have the Ravens winning and continuing uh, to tighten their grip on that division. 
Brian, not to by any means make it all about my fantasy league team, but I'll give you a nugget here which I think is telling in terms of how the Ravens are playing right now and some, something that we've talked about. Lamar put up 11 fantasy points last week. You know, and I was looking at it going, how does he only get 11 fancy points when they're after putting a beat down on the Seahawks? And meanwhile, I had CJ Stroud on the bench, which is a completely another story. But the point there is that there's there's diversity in this offense, there's variety in this offense, there's different ways to hurt you that we just haven't seen before in the Lamar era. He doesn't need to play hero ball. He's not playing hero ball. And they're able to pack him up in, for, in cotton wool and, and bench him for most of the fourth quarter. That's how well they're playing right now. Yeah, I think I'm not going to stay with the running game. The running game is pretty come back. Bear in mind that it was Dobbins during the season. You know, we've seen Edwards kind of come to the fore of the last few weeks. Number of touchdowns, three of which in in Arizona that obviously scored again last weekend. So coming back to the point we made on Tuesday, right now they're playing the most complete and complimentary football across the board, whether it's defensively, special teams, offensively. They don't need Lamar to be out there swinging. They can do methodical stuff like having these nice long drives, eat up the clock, nice scoring games and still find ways to with the ball in the end zone, doesn't necessarily also have to be on the mirror, which is clearly reflected on those fantasy points. Um, I'm, I'm, I imagine we're all going to go full down here. I'm, I'm chiseled on the Ravens. I, I'd like to see the Browns in. I think the Browns are hard. Like, if you look at all the stats across the board, they're more defense in the league, but this is a different beast. And um, they're going up against on Sunday, they couldn't slow. They think they slowed and um, Lamar down for about a quarter and a half in the first game, and then and then Lamar ends up running in two touchdowns. That's the type of game I see on Sunday. Yeah. Ravens for me. This is the point of the season where sometimes the stats can really fool you if 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 you get too deep into constructing a narrative, as you say. Browns statistically, quote unquote, are the best defense in the NFL, but a lot of that is reflective of who they've played and who they haven't played. Um, you know, that this is a divisional game, so you're not going to be complacent and say that it's going to be be madly one sided in one direction or another. And the Browns certainly have what it takes to make this competitive and in some ways you could argue that a Browns win actually would be the most entertaining result because it gets that AFC North even closer together and makes it more entertaining down the stretch um, but I don't see that I think for all the reasons that we've we've, we've been talking about um, it, it's it looking very much like a Ravens win you know we were laughing on Tuesday saying every time a team is the anointed one this season they go down um, but I don't see that happening to this Ravens team I think they're too well coached I think they're playing too well uh, on, on both sides of the ball and they got too much talent for, for Cleveland in this one um, Colm you talked about 90s throwbacks something of a 70s throwback here uh, Packers at Steelers um, one anemic offense against another anemic offense here and one um, you talked about the Browns being statistically the best defense in the NFL on the eye test the Steelers have got to be one of the best defenses because they have to be right now it's it's the only way that the, that the Pittsburgh are winning games um, a remarkable stat that I came across this week the Steelers have been outgained by every single one of the teams they have played this season, and yet they're five and three. That's never been done in the history of the NFL over a similar sample size of games. No team has ever had such a bad run of being outgained by another team's offense, and yet still managed to pull out more than half its wins. Unbelievable credit to Mike Tomlin, and unbelievable credit to that Steelers defense. Um, I said that I was laughing the other week, saying. This reminded me of the 2006 Bears. People kept saying it was unsustainable, and yet they kept finding ways to win defensively without much on offense. But even the Bears' 2006 offense was better than what, what the Steelers have put up to date. Um, I still think the Steelers will win this one at home. I'm, I'm going to go first on this one and say it's a Pittsburgh win. Um, but I can't say that with a huge degree of confidence, and the freaking Steelers have foxed me every time. Every time I picked against them, um, they, they've got it won. So this time I'm, I'm jumping on the Pittsburgh bandwagon at home. I think they'll win this one. 
I mean, with you picking them, Connor, as I said, uh, you've got they've gone against you. Maybe I should revise uh, what I what I'm about to say. Uh, you could make the obvious joke here in terms of nineties throwbacks that surely this is uh, shares belief and and life after love because maybe that's what the Packers are are looking at. Um, but you know, both teams have managed to get wins. You talked about the magic of Mike Tomlin, so you could look at it maybe as M, M people's uh, moving on up. Um, or perhaps this is more Billy Ray, Cyrus, and Aki Breaky Hart because, my goodness, neither of these two teams are easy on the eye. Um, they may they make it really difficult. Um, and I, I do think I was a little bit surprised that the Packers didn't look to add somebody to the receiving room uh, at the, the trade deadline. I, I, I think they could have added somebody on, on a pretty cheap deal just on, on a red and I think it would have helped out some of those young receivers. They beat the the Rams last week, but that was a Rams team quarterback by Brett Ripon, and I've seen enough of that in the past to know they weren't going anywhere. I think the Steelers... He's no Mark Ripon. They think the Steelers at home um, will be uh, too much for the, the Packers. Um, this could be one of the lower scoring games of the weekend. Uh, but Magical Mike Tomlin gets another win under his belt for me. Colin said Billy Ray there, didn't he? I right away immediately think of Billy Ray in uh, Trading Places. And Duffin was, I think, was done in 1983-84. Well, like the Steelers defense this year is playing similar kind of traits to that old style Steelers defense that we saw in the past. And for that reason, I'm going to continue the trend of picking the Steelers because defensively, is what, for me, is what's keeping them alive this season. I can't buy into this record because we've seen enough of the Kenny Pickett experience so far. Maybe we'll be completely wrong on Phil's. I don't think Aiden will be Phil because he has Kenny Pickett as his MVP and he has the Cedars in the Super Bowl. So maybe judging with the nature of his pick so far this season, he'll be right. But they'll win because there's too many inefficiencies for me in that Packers offense. We saw it last week despite the victory. It took them a long time to get that game put away against the Rams team that were missing the quarterback, which is a kind of Alluded to there, so I, I, I roll with the Steelers. It's not a game that really gets blows my boat, as they say. Well, we might then stick with you, Brian, because there's a game at the tail end of our first segment here that might float everybody's boat because you got uh, the old Joe Burrow and the man who looks very much like he might be the new Joe Burrow, certainly in the way he played last week. It's Texans at mm-hmm. Bengals, and Bengals red hot right now, and Texans not too far behind based on last week's show. And how do you see this one panning out? Yeah, there was a, we talked. We spoke on Tuesday about that great sketch of Joe Burrow saying, "What's what's different to uh, to a few weeks ago?" Yeah, he said, "Run, they can run now." Well, he might have to do a lot of running on Sunday because it looks like both T Higgins and Jamar Chase are uh, both going to be ruled out for this game, which for me kind of brings this game right back to it, an even keel type of game. But the I think the line on it is seven points, which is essentially a touchdown game for the Bengals. And it's probably a fair reflective of where both sides are. Both sides are going in the right direction, but also the Bengals are team we expect to see in the Super Bowl. I know you both selects them to be there. Um, this is a tight one now. If those two guys are out, it makes a war of a difference. I've borrowed, you can't go against Borrow. You can't even like CJ Charlotte, a fantastic game. I saw um, Dalz was announced as the uh, player of the week, which is quite surprising, bearing in mind. Can't get he took a safety on his first play. He t- he t- like I know it's a great story. He hadn't practiced with them, but I, I did raise an eyebrow at that when I thought that's I did, the, yes, uh, yeah. play, playing into narrative fallacy. How could you not uh, give it to CJ Stroud? Like, what more does the guy need to do? Absolutely. Bearing in mind he's a rookie as well, but with those numbers. 
I think the Bengals' defense will will find a way to scupper CJ Stroud this week. I don't think he'll have his fruit for the day as which he had last weekend against the Bucks' defense that didn't know whether the blitzer or go zone or go or go man to man. I'm not sure the Bengals' offense will be as, as flourishing as we've seen recently, but I will side with the Bengals just a week, and I think it'll be a real close one at home. Brian, I, I would tend to agree with your point around T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. If, if both of those guys are there, I actually don't see it being close at all, to, to be frank. Well and all as the Texans have played offensively last week, I think in the absence of, of, of Higgins and Chase, that makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, bear in mind, for all that we've talked about C.J. Stroud and you know that incredible win, they also conceded 37 points to the books. Like Baker Mayfield was cooking in that game as well, thanks to this useless Texan secondary. And it's the last team you want to be playing if you've got the kind of secondary that the Texans have. Um, one of the interesting things about the Bengals' performance last week, though, was Burrow hit eight different receivers um, for, for 25 yards plus. I think, sorry, seven of the eight had at least 25 yards. You know, he's got options like Irv Smith and Drew Sample. They're bringing their tight ends more into the game. They're going to have to do that, obviously. And that has been an, an, an area where the Texans have been soft enough. We talked about how um, Schultz was the kind of bet noir of the books, and that helped them out last week. And the other end, Kate Otten was ripping them up and, and finished with two touchdowns himself. And um, I wouldn't think for one minute that the Bengals will have passed notice on that one. Um, and no better man than Burrow to take advantage of them. And as you say, that Bengals defense, we talked about them week in, week out under under Lou Anarumo, um, strong and, and and with playmakers at every single level. Cam Taylor, Britton, Mike Hilton are, are, are particularly standouts in terms of the, the defensive backs. Um, I think it's it's the, the line is about right. I think it's it's Bengals by a score and not much more than that. Column. Oh, I mean, uh, this one for me, this is uh, Stardust. Music sounds better with you, uh, because uh, with CJ Stud and Joe Cool, the NFL is an infinitely better place. These are two QBs who I could watch uh, over and over again. I mean, the poise in the pocket, the escapability. The, you know, every single play, uh, they have the potential to make magic happen. I I think CJ Stroud has just been so, so impressive. Um, and none of this is a flip. I mean, the what he is doing uh, with that Texans team as a rookie is truly phenomenal. Burrow looks back to his, his best and ultimately, uh, I think, uh, that uh, Big Lou and Arumo will probably have enough. I, I, the, the Bengals has to keep winning because of the hole that they dug themselves in. And I think they know, even with the players that are out, they know, and yeah, I agree with Joe Burrow in ways, right, that y- you know the Super Bowl window exists as long as he's there to an extent. But the window is more open, uh, you know, some seasons than others. And I think it is wide open right now, as long as they can get to the dance. And in order to do that, they're going to have to keep winning. I'm going to, to beat them. But I, I do think, you know, I don't, yeah, a couple of months ago, this would have been an absolute shock if um, the Texans were to um, turn them over. I don't think it would be a shock uh, at all now. I just think that the Bengals need this more, and I think their defense is further along. Um, it's a fully developed defense. Um, the Texans, Kyle, you rightly point out, the secondary still needs to add pieces. I think D'Amico Ryans and his staff have done a great job, but I think next offseason, 
they were looked at one or two pieces on offense, one or two pieces on defense, and they could be a real handful. They will be a real handful this year, but I, I it probably a year too soon. So the Bengals in this one for me. Yeah, I tell you what, if the Texans do pull it out, you can close the book on CJ Stroud as offensive rookie of the year and probably D'Amico Ryans as coach of the year. I think they're they're both there or thereabouts um, once the voting and that one happens. Right, that is our first section of game preview and picks brought to you by RuPoint, demonstrating the value of global PR and comms. You can see how RuPoint can help your business at RuPoint.com.